Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's the show you can't get rid of, at least if you listen to it. It's Guys of a Certain Age, Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside... Art Shirley. And Jay Reed. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. It's a good day. It's good a day. good day. You know, it, the it's 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 not blazing hot, nice cloud cover. It feels pretty good outside for the most part. Yeah, it's really not too bad. Yeah. I walked some this morning. We, I did too. We need rain. Though. We do desperately need mm-hmm. rain. Yeah, it, it's like August came early. Yes. <laughs> August yeah. came two months early. So. Yeah. And my mater plants are suffering. Boy, I tell you what, our tomato plants are horrible. So, but they're mostly brown. I should but... probably water my grass. But... <laughs> well, yeah, then it tends to grow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, they fertilized mine last week, so I'm afraid to water it. Yeah, that's my same with me. Well, I mean, we're we're growing sun dried tomatoes. <laughs> there you uh, go yeah. on the vine. That's right. That's original, by the way. Yeah, I like it. Feel free to use that. All right, let's jump into some geeks of the week. Who wants to go first? Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Jake. Okay. Okay. Hey, yeah. He volunteered. Go for it. Uh, it's you, Art. The producers of the James Bond movie series, The Broccoli Family, have announced that they're going to reinvent James Bond for the next outing, and the production should start in a couple of years. I think they're probably trying to keep James Bond in the news. Has everybody seen? Do we even do an episode about the James Bond movie? We didn't. We, we did didn't not. do an episode. Did everybody not see it? Re- yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. You saw it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Pretty, so, pretty uh, definitive. Pretty definitive finale yeah. for uh, Daniel Craig's uh, James Bond. So, you wonder what they're going to do. Are they going to try to do something that's more uh, socially relevant? You know, something that kind of avoids some of the... The problems that the James Bond character has, or you can do something that's a little bit more politically correct, or are you going to go back and do something that's you know tied into what Ian Fleming first had? So we'll see. Uh, they keep well, I teasing mean, they, that they're going to announce an actor, but they still have yet to do that. And Idris Elba, I understand, is is the favorite right now. Well, that he would, be, would cool. be he would be phenomenal. He would be phenomenal. I, yeah. I wanted him as Doctor Who. Oh really? Yeah, I that would really, be awesome. Yeah, I really. He's he, just good in everything. He's just fabulous. Yeah. Even the Booking.com ads. <laughs> Booking dot yeah, Booking yeah. Even with the with the finale, you know, conclusion of the last movie. To me, James Bond is a character. Each book is individual. Yes, there are tie-ins or links, yeah. but it wouldn't bother me a bit if they just went back and uh, uh, there's Bond again. Yeah. You know, oh, I think that's what they'll do. What you're going to see now is you're going to see an opening scene, the next James Bond movie with with Daniel Craig beat up, bruised, bloodied. Almost given his last breath, then he's going to glow bright and he's going to regenerate to, to, into a new actor. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it works for Doctor Who. Yeah, so. That's right. But uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Stephen Moffat is reportedly behind <laughs> the next one. So. Oh, no. David, David Tennant's going to play. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. David David Tennant would be an interesting James Bond. He would be. What about Matt Smith as James Bond? Mm, I don't a, know. I could he's see. He's a little. Uh, I don't know. I want to play. I want Matt Smith to play Logan in the remake of Logan's Run because he, he kind of looks like. Uh, yeah, he would. Yeah. Well, you know, he's which in, is fifty years old, by the way. Logan's Run, fifty years is old. It? Yeah. Wow. House of the Dragon is going to be his next outing. Yeah. So we'll see how he turns out in that. So I mean, he doesn't have that much of a different look than uh, Pierce Brosnan as yeah. far as that goes That's as far true. as when you compare it to the ruggedness of Daniel Craig yeah, yeah but Pierce Brosnan's voice is about an octave lower than Matt Smith <laughs> yes hello yeah that does make a difference it does make a difference alright Jay make a difference with your geek of the week we well, all remember I think this, gosh it's been a while when we were talking about my geek was this uh, play 
taken from the movie Jaws in the, I think, the East End of London. So yeah. this is another London Geek of the Week for our English listeners. But I thought it was so cool because I don't know of anything <laughs> Did else. Did you say plural like listeners? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we sure. have any listeners uh, in, in Jelly Old I'm sure they turn it on in the car, you know, and, and you know. Let's see what those They open necks. the boot and they go to the, you know, all that. Let's see what those rednecks in Mississippi be talking about. Is it on the wireless then? So in the in well, the neighborhood, it would be a wireless, wireless if you were listening to it on your podcast. That's right, yeah, yeah. on your yeah. phone. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Jade. The floor is back you're, to you. You're not sorry, but I'll go ahead. Um, so there's a restaurant in Soho, Central London. Uh, I don't know my geography of London, but it's called Park Row. Uh-huh. So, I'm, what bells does that ring for you guys? Park Row. I park think a park. Uh, I think of Parks and Rec when I hear Park Row. Wrong. All right. Would you I like to try? I had something, but I don't. He what wagged a finger at me, loyal yeah. listeners. Batman. He wagged a finger. It came from Batman. So I don't know exactly what the last podcast that I listened to, Batman Unburied. A lot of it took place on Park Row. So, I don't remember Park Row. Okay. Well, uh, apparently it's a it's a neighborhood or a place in Gotham City. I think it's a row of parks. Um, you're still wrong. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Well, thanks that, for playing. You got one more. Chance. That does it for oh. Jay this week. <laughs> you got him off actually in mid I really hilarious. did. We still heard him over the other uh-huh. body. So. It is a restaurant. At the end is, of Park Row? What are we talking about? Well, I can't keep up <laughs> because I keep getting interrupted. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Restaurant by the name of Park Row. It is a Welcome. fine dining restaurant. Set in Gotham City. So oh. it is not like an amusement park. It is not a theme kind of thing, except all the elements have to do have to do with tie-ins of Batman. So Warner and, and DC are involved, um, and they have like five rooms. that one, You walk into a sort of a library uh, when you come in, and they you know, when you go in, into the restaurant, the bookcase opens. You have to ah. go behind the bookcase and go back into the restaurant. Uh, there's a... Old Gotham City is is part of it. There's Penny Pennyworth's Bar. There is the Iceberg Lounge, which refers to penguin, penguin and right. there is a penguin um, in there. There's the Monarch Theater, which is, I believe, where the parents were coming from when they were killed. Right. And in that, they have sort of this gastro uh, molecular gastronomy meal that you can do, uh, kind of at a big table with a bunch of people and. Uh, What's the other one? The other one is the Rogues Gallery. So there's there's nods to Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Joker, and Harley Quinn. All these things are there. Yeah. But it's it's a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah. I mean, there are some obvious things, but it's not like you you go through the gift shop and have your picture made with you know with the Batman mannequin. <laughs> it's nothing like that. It is a is a fine dining restaurant, and some of the food, which is fascinating, there's something called the Joker fish, and it's kind of like ah. a. Uh, Fish and chips take. Do you die smiling? Uh, you eat it? Yeah, I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> yeah. There was no, but it's like a piece of fish and chips, but it's like splattered with red and green and yellow puree, like on the plate, just so wow. that whole Joker coloring. The it one of the disgusting. Co- no, no, no. It looks great. I'm, but I did look at the menu and the prices, and I won't be. Uh, Going there anytime well, soon. Well, first you've got to get there. Yeah. That's right. So no That's field right. trip for the guys. And to, no sixty-five dollar uh, trip. No flights from Tupelo to get to London yeah. right now. But here's here's the. Um, I guess in the movie Batman Forever, y'all remember more than me when when Martha Wayne dies. They said uh, like a, a single rose fell to the ground and her pearls and kind of spread. Don't sing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't. Um, ah. So this dessert, it's it's a uh, it's ice cream, 
and it's got like candied pearls and all these. It's really oh. elegant looking ice cream. And they bring the rose to the table and dip it in liquid nitrogen and then just kind of flake off the petals onto the dessert. So it's a whole experience. Does, does, does Seal serenade you? See, no. Okay. He sings uh, a song. Okay. I figured. Kiss from the rose. Okay. Kiss from a rose. A rose. Yeah. In the Batman movie? Yeah. From Batman Forever. Batman yeah. Forever. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought it's a really neat kind of a thing. It, it is crazy expensive. Um, but if you look this, just Park Row on Instagram or at Park Row London. And I think it's parkrowrestaurant.co.uk on the, on the interwebs. Um, I think Becky needs to take me for my 60th birthday. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Take, you know, start saving up. Um, Too late. <laughs> it's yeah. A couple of weeks now. Yeah. But three weeks. Anyway, I, it's just a really unique kind of thing that crossed my path. And, and uh, it looked like something I would enjoy doing. Yeah, that looks pretty good. So, again, like this cool. is, they said there was 50 plus Easter eggs around. And there's, yeah. I saw like a Joker card, and you see the penguin. And they have something about the Blue Boy painting was yeah. in a couple of movies. So they have this in one of the bars. They take the Blue Boy painting and pour this blue drink out of it. Okay. So it's, it's a lot of, uh, I won't say gimmicks, because it's all kind of high-class stuff. It's all but, a gimmick. Well, they are definitely trying to use it to get people in, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, part of But not us. No. <laughs> not just yet. No. We no. need maybe one more season under our belt to... Yeah. get that big sponsor one more season of poverty the and the podcast last lay i mentioned booking.com perhaps they could help Ooh, us out yeah booking dot what <laughs> booking.com um i have a i have multiple geeks because there's a variety of things that have happened this week i saw this morning that uh, i didn't realize that apple was doing a godzilla tv show i didn't either so apple tv apple tv is going to do a godzilla um, TV show that picks up where the Godzilla in the whatever the last Godzilla movie was. Uh-huh. So it's in that universe. Didn't recognize any of the uh, when's of, it supposed to come out? The actors. I don't know that they know. So it's in okay. it's in pre development. It's a spinoff from uh, Legendary Television and Apple. Hmm. So okay. Hmm. Don't know that we really needed that, but uh, that's kind of interesting. Is uh, um. You know, need has ever been a question yeah, when it comes to yeah. TV. Yeah, so I don't know that we needed that at all. But, you know, we can we can kind of figure out what's going on there. So, um, But that, that was interesting. But the big news I heard this week, and you may have heard this, Art, when I say Dr. Doom, who do you think of? Uh, unfortunately, right now I'm thinking the guy from Nip Tuck from the Terrible, yeah. But. So, Dr. Doom is somehow attached to Howard Stern. What? So I on, saw he had been tapped for something, but I, or so, allegedly. So, there was a hot mic uh, moment that was recorded on their SiriusXM show. And uh, you can hear Howard in the background. There's a, oh gosh, a, a, a commercial playing up front. There's um, um just some chatter with a hot mic, kind of like we do here, but it was actually recording. And Howard was complaining about something. And I don't listen to Howard Stern. I haven't listened to Howard Stern for years and years and years, but he was complaining about something and basically said he was just kind of tapped out because he was working on this Dr. Doom thing with John Favreau. Wow. So, you know, then he talks about, you know, it's kind of like the way I was involved with America's Got Talent. He was a producer on that, I believe. Mm-hmm. So somehow, some way, Howard Stern is set up with Dr. Doom. Yeah. 
to play him or produce it? Probably or, we don't know yet. I, I bet he's a production guy. I, he's got to be a production yeah. guy. I mean, because he he's may, already got a superhero role to his credit. He does. Yes. Yeah. Not much of a superhero. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting that uh, Howard Stern and Dr. Doom. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so saw that happen. And uh, I was going to ask you, Art, are you watching For All Mankind on Apple TV? Uh, Yes, we are. We're an episode. I have not caught up. We're two episodes in because we started watching Severance and finished it last night and just could not watch anything else once we started. Will came in uh, this past weekend and said, are y'all watching this? I said, no, Robbie's talked about it. And you know, I haven't re-upped. And he said, well, <laughs> he re-upped us right there. <laughs> he said, you need to start watching it. So we watched the first episode he had seen it, watched it with him again. And we're just like, oh my gosh. Yes. Really, really good. What's Incredible. That Severance. Oh, Apple TV. Apple TV? Yeah. I've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. And I can't believe, I, I, there's several times I thought to text you and let you know but uh yeah you need to watch it it's okay. really good very very different has a little bit of a philip k dick uh feel to me i mean it seems like it's a, interesting you mentioned philip k dick because that was my last geek oh, really? i was gonna bring up great segue great segue. But anyway we need to do jay you need to watch it we need to do a severance yeah, yeah severance okay. is, is phenomenal uh there is a movie in development a biography of philip k dick oh, okay and so apparently in 1971 Philip K. Dick reported that his house had been broken into and his safe had been rifled through and things were taken. Mm -hmm. Including story ideas, right? That's right. And uh, the police could never find a suspect. The police thought he did it. He thought the police did it. He subsequently moved out Mm -hmm. of the country. Philip K. Dick is the inspiration for, uh, he's the writer whose works were the inspiration for Blade Runner, Minority Report. Okay, I knew uh, the name. I can't remember. Yeah, Man in High Castle. Total Recall. Yeah. now, I will say inspiration is the right way to put it because a lot of those bear little to no resemblance to, <laughs> to what he did. Some of them are just, you know, like, okay, let's take the idea, the very basic idea. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, just a really very influential science yeah, fiction uh-huh. writer. But a uh, biography, a biopic is being made. Oh, a biopic, yeah. not yeah. just a biography. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's based upon a biography. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a film that's a biography of Phil K. Yeah. Dig. And apparently it revolves around this mysterious heist that was never never okay. um, solved. Maybe D.B. Cooper will show up. <laughs> so, But he'll be a replicant. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Arch looking around like, I hope there's not two of these other guys <laughs> replicated somewhere. Oh, the man. turtles on his back in the desert. No, just... There you go. So, all right. We're going to uh, jump across the break. We're going to talk Obi-Wan Kenobi up next. what we were talking about. Art, we're talking Obi-Wan okay. Kenobi. We'll come back. You got that, Jay? I got it. All right. Be right back. And we're back. We're going to talk about the recently completed Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. Obi-Wan. And that's really all I've got to say about it at this point. So, okay. Um, let's get initial reactions. Art, what did you think? I really liked it a lot. I really liked it a lot. Okay. Well, and Jay? I enjoyed it. I think it um, it brought out some really cool things as far as story development. Maybe a couple things that um, I wish they'd done differently. But overall, very, very much liked it. Good. Probably need to watch it again to catch some other. Have things. you watched anything again? Very rarely. <laughs> yeah, I, the only thing I've watched uh, is the first season of Mandalorian. That's the only thing I've rewatched. So I'm far. rewatching Strange New Worlds. 
And are you really? Oh, okay. man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Now, it's need... not over yet, is it? No, it's not. Okay. Have I need you to watched... catch up on that. No, I haven't watched last oh, night's episode. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It's, it's pretty, really, really good. Pretty phenomenal. We'll, and we we'll need talk... to do a deep dive on Stranger We'll World. do Stranger yeah. World. It's interesting that you say that, you know, you rewatched Mandalorian. I was listening to some other guys talk about this coming over here, and they were saying that the budget for the Mandalorian was higher than Obi-Wan. Yeah. Which... You know, I don't know how that translate as far as it, was it salary or was it production value or what, but it was Obi Wan such a big story compared to the Mandalorian. I, I was surprised. I would think it has to do with effects. I mean, I, even I building so. the volume is probably what was a big chunk of the Mandalorian budget. Yeah. And you, a lot of a lot of what uh, Obi Wan had in terms of effects were were sets. I would yeah. say, you know, I mean, you, you look at where you you were in most of the instances. And you were in an enclosed space that could easily be built in a set. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't have, um, I mean, I think they shot outside, you know, actually yeah. shot outside. So, you know. So I, I read that uh, the this first season of Obi-Wan, I'm calling it season one because I believe there's going to be a second and a third season. Yeah, that's season. what they're hoping there's going to be a second. Um, the season one is roughly based upon the first script of an Obi-Wan trilogy mm-hmm. movie that was uh, supposed to be produced. And if you guys remember when Solo was announced and, and Rogue Squad, I mean, Rogue One was announced, there was talk of a Kenobi Right, this movie was supposed well. to be that movie. Yeah. This was going to be, it was a three-movie arc, this was going to be movie one, uh-huh. um, as opposed to movie two or Obi-Wan. Movie Obi-Wan, one, Mavi one, Mavi one. Um, so the, the, the writer said, you know, he had nothing to do with the direct production of this. They just took ideas of his. Yeah. And so he's got a he's got a screen credit as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, so it's um, um, it's going to be interesting to see how what Disney does because I think it's been a pretty a pretty successful stream yeah. for them. Um, just a side note: Did you guys notice that the voice voice of Darth Vader is credited to James Earl Jones as well as a particular software? Oh really? Um, because they use software to model his voice. Huh. So uh, because James Earl Jones apparently doesn't sound quite like James Earl Jones. Used okay, to do. so they they kind of tweaked it. Yeah, huh. yeah. So I thought that yeah. was pretty interesting. So um, well, so let me let me ask you guys this. So um, you know, it, do well, you guys do you want to see a second season? Yeah, or is absolutely. This, or, I definitely would watch a second. So season. did you? What did you think of it? You didn't respond to that. <sighs> To your own question. Well, nobody asked me. Um, because we didn't get a chance. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> you know, I liked it. I just uh-huh. wonder how necessary it was. Yeah. So, did it advance the story at all? I felt like it uh, It filled in some things that may may not have been necessary to fill in. But, you know, the whole idea, it, it kind of, the whole idea of, and again, there'll be spoiler alerts for this. Or yeah, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, hang um, up now. The idea that, um, Anik, you know, uh, Anakin says, or Darth Vader says, Anakin's not here. This is this is all that's left of him. You yeah. Know? So you, this this allowed him to make that lie of Darth Vader killed your father. Well, and yeah. and to me that was the payoff of the entire series yeah. um, was that that final that duel between Obi Wan yeah. and Darth, and 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 the way the sound design engineers varied between Hayden Christensen's voice and, yeah, the, that was and, cool. and yeah, the James Earl Jones yeah. voice was great. But when Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker said, I'm not your failure. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Yeah, That was, yeah. I That goosebumps. And so. my nephew, Campbell Valentine, and I talked about it and he, he loved it. 
but he wished it had been a movie. He said those scenes would have played so much better. And you have to agree. Mm -hmm. I I agree with him. Um, You know, would have played so much better on a big screen. And then, you know, episode one and two felt a little bit like filler, kind of like a little Mm -hmm. bit we're trying to get there where they could have cut that. They probably could have cut it down to a, at least one movie, you know, if not a couple of movies, and had those big battle scenes between Anakin or Darth Vader and and uh, Obi Wan play on the big screen would have been nice. Would have had a little bit more mm-hmm. of an impact, I think. I wonder how it would have, how it would be to you know to watch it from start to finish as a movie. Would it make any? I, I kind of would feel. I kind of would like to do that. Uh, Let's edit it. Let's edit it down yeah. to two and a half hours. Yeah, was, you know, yeah. I, I felt like it was a little drawn out. Yeah. Um, but how'd you guys like the arc of, of the broken down Obi-Wan to the, you know, yeah, I like kind that. of back where he was. And I have to say, that's episode one and two, I'm going, okay, this is taking too long to get us to, to Obi-Wan. It almost seemed like a Adventures in Babysitting Star Wars. Yeah. For the yeah. first couple. Uh-huh. That, that's that a real good way to put it. Uh-huh. So... so yeah, and there were some scenes that you kind of you know groaned at, like where uh, little Leia's hiding under his coat as they escape or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, I liked little Leia though. I thought she was a great little actress. I, um, it was a cool way to see the spunk of of Leia was reflected um, in that. And then you know, as we talked about before, or maybe <laughs> this episode hasn't aired yet, but you know the the pending uh, hire of another or Millie Bobby Brown for Leia maybe later. We'll kind of expand on that, and we'll get a better picture of Leia. Yeah, from that's what I'd like to see in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like to see her coming mm-hmm. in season two. But but how do you, the thing I don't know how how do you reconcile the fact that Leia seems to have no idea who Obi Wan Kenobi is in see, a new? I hope? think I think she learned the lesson from her Gabby father, who gets on you know unsecured radio lines and says, "Hey, the kids are on Tatooine. Go get them." Mm-hmm. So she's like playing it cool. She's like, you know, saying, here's, you know, who you are. She's more formal. She's, it's, you know, kind of part of that, that formality of, you know, you serve with my, so that there's no clue as to, you know, who she is and what that thing is. That's how I think we're retconning it to, yeah. to think of it. I, you know, I, I saw there's been so much online kind of tying Kenobi into New Hope. Yeah. And the last thing that, that, Obi-Wan sees before he's struck down by Vader that, yeah. in New Hope is Luke and Leia safe together again. Mm-hmm. And so that really adds emotional importance to that scene. I hope they don't make out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell them they were brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Yeah. So, um, did you guys want to do a little John Lennon there, but <laughs> you, you really kind of did. So how, how did you, how did you guys consume this? Uh, did you consume it on a weekly basis yeah. or did you wait and binge? No, I watched it as, as it weekly as possible. Yeah. I had a little wedding in between. So I got a little, you had a, no, your daughter had a wedding in between. You, oh, my daughter got married. I think I had check, the wedding. I think the checkbook would show that. Oh, wow. That's a great, that's a great line. Heard, I've never heard that before. That's a great one. You should have that cross stitched on a pillow. <laughs> I was thinking on his gravestone. <laughs> You know, his tombstone. So I can't afford a tombstone right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's leaving in a pine box. Yeah. So um, I scrawled gonna... on a brick. <laughs> I don't have a tombstone because my daughter had a brick. Yeah. So what did you guys think about Riva and uh, the the Inquisitors? I thought she was a good character. I don't. There were some kind of goofy things that I thought happened with her. You know, the the fact that she just lets Obi Wan you know go, but 
uh, when she's trying to report to Darth Vader, said, what happened now? Why, how did he get away? Oh, well, we just sent him off with two stormtroopers there at the end. I don't know what happened. But, uh, you know, you wonder what's going to happen here with the secret that she knows and the fact that she's still alive. So mm-hmm. I think that's season two right there. Well, they've also said she may show up in Andor. Ooh, that'd be great. Yeah, hmm. because Andor's around the same timeline, right? I, I mean, believe so. Yeah, so that's what I've heard is some of these some of these loose ends will be are some of these characters that we've seen in Obi Wan will will uh, cross over into Andor Boy, as well. She was a great character, yeah. and the actors too. I she is. I thought she was really good. Yeah, she was fabulous. And um, I like the fact our, I can't our, remember her name. She was great in Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Yeah. yeah. What well, she the way she I love the way that it came out. You know that she's not really trying to kill Kenobi she's trying to get to Vader right and and we know why and all that backstory uh-huh. and then as it as it kind of arcs out okay well she can't get Vader so she's gonna go after his kids and you know that was like oh no no don't do that <laughs> if you don't you know help help the kids because because yeah. I know what's coming with the kids yeah down the road but um it was an interesting kind of arc in her story too and I think it was just it was an interesting callback to the you know the repercussions of what Anakin as he became Darth Vader, did with the younglings. Yeah. I mean, you know, and the fact that, uh, of course, it, it also seems, we've certainly got a lot more uh, Force, what is it called, Force-sensitive? Yeah. And uh, and near Jedi, if not Jedi, around than we were led to believe in the in A New Hope. You know? Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool, too. I like that. I think that's good. You know, I, the, the thing that I wish that... I love the Inquisitors. I love the uh-huh. I love, I love the, that group of characters, but we... They don't exist in New Hope, you yeah. know, Jedi or Empire, and um, I, I I love the fact we're flashing fleshing out the Star Wars universe. But man, you but know, ultimately you're going to end up with this. Why are they no longer around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did you guys like the uh, transition from Clone Wars and Rebels of the Grand Inquisitor to? Um, I'm not as familiar with it. I know that some people were unhappy with it, you know, yeah. but uh, I mean, I thought the, coming to it as I did, I thought the character was fine, but I know people were thinking, oh, he should look a different way, but yeah, more elongated in, mm-hmm. um, in the comics. I mean, yeah. not com- well, yeah. comics, but in the animated series as yeah. well. So, but um, I don't know. Kind of what interesting. You You're the one that, you know, I, I liked it. I thought it was two episodes too long at the end of the day. And I like the transition. I love seeing characters from the animated series come, you know, to real life. Uh-huh. Um, I can't wait to see the whole Ahsoka um, series where we've got more from Rebels coming over. When is that supposed to come out? I don't know. I think they're yeah. filming now. Okay. Um, but And that I, takes place in a later time period because that's... That's uh, that's after Mandalorian Jedi. time period, right? Yeah, that's after okay. Jedi. Yeah, um, so I want to see Thrawn in real life, Grand yeah. Admiral Thrawn. And that's supposed to happen with Ahsoka, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That'll Cause, be good because she's going after. She's trying to find Ezra Brid, Bridger, Bridges, Ezra Bridges. I think. Yeah, Bridges. Bridges. I can't remember um, because he and Thrawn got you know kicked across the universe with a magic space whale in the Force. Yeah. I definitely need to go watch that. I yeah. miss the magic hey, space whale. Actually, it's great. And Tom Baker, who's the fourth doctor, it voices one of the characters uh, too. So, yeah. But uh, Rebels is great. Rebels is it. It's arguably, I think, the strongest start to finish of the of the non original trilogy out okay. there. So, so the next thing. I mean, I'm not cutting off Obi Wan. So the next thing is Andor. No, correct? because because Darth Vader tried to oh cut off Obi Wan. Yeah. 
Okay, never mind. Yeah, I think Andor's the next thing. Go ahead. That's, that was all. I just, I, okay. I'm, to me, you talked about whether it was necessary or not. It it would not it would not have you know been a big gap in my life if they hadn't told the story. Yeah, but I, I'm glad they did. Yeah. So, are we getting too much Star Wars? I don't, felt don't like we it, were you know? with I felt like we were with Boba Fett, but I don't feel like it with Obi Wan. I enjoyed hmm. I enjoyed that series. So yeah, I like that point. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be kind of curious, and I almost feel like we're getting a little too much Marvel episodically as well. I still haven't watched Miss Marvel. I didn't know both of y'all have. I've watched, I'm caught up with it right now. Yeah, I've got to finish the last episode that dropped because um, I ended up watching Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Has anybody so, watched? Um, oh, Stranger Things comes back starting today. I I'm in episode two of um, the last season. Okay. Well, the next to last. I'm season. way behind on that. I'm watching Daredevil right now. First season, so I'm way way behind. Wow. Stranger Things gets better as it goes along. Does it? Yeah. It took a, the first couple of episodes to me were a little bit like ah oh, well, but then afterwards it kind of kicks in. Yeah. Have y'all seen the Stranger Things merchandising around town lately? Like there's Stranger Things pizza. There's Stranger Things chicken nuggets. Like you go to the grocery store and there's Stranger Things food out there not just in like this thing you know you got us last year the the video dvd series yeah. you know and all that and the already was merchandising but this is like pizza so I, i'm sure there's a tie-in i haven't watched enough to see i would think so thought it was fascinating what about this is one last thing maybe, maybe we can close on this because i know we've got to wrap it up that's right but uh what about the surprise reveal at the end the character that shows up so i was going to ask you did you like qui-gon i did I like that's Qui- who it is, by the way. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> well, and then you've got the you've got the emperor who has a little cameo yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. He'll do anything. He's yeah. always going to show up. Even Dermot yeah. needs some money, so <laughs> he's always good. Yeah, but uh, so I, and I think, but Qui Gon, I liked that. I thought that was good, but you know, again, well, uh, they kept talking to him through the whole movie. It was bound to come. Yeah, or at least that's what everybody thought would I, happen. I wanted a Yoda cameo. Yeah, that would have been that would have made sense. So. Um, I've read something somewhere that if you think about it, if we go back to Grogu and how Grogu likes to eat like fish and frogs and mm-hmm. all that, and Yoda goes to Dagobah, which is full of fish and frogs and all those things. So basically, Yoda is the alpha predator ah. of Dagobah. <laughs> how creepy is that? So, but anyway. It's a hot. Yeah. It's a hot. I, I'm curious if, if Yoda shows up in a Kenobi season two. Um, and I tell you one thing we didn't talk about, the actors who played uh, Lars and Baru. I oh, yeah. thought they were phenomenal. Yeah, they were good. Baru especially. Yeah, yeah she was great. The, that really, they really fleshed out that character. I was going to say, she actually had a role this time. Yeah. That was important. In the relationship, you saw how much they cared for Luke, which, mm-hmm. was, which was great. Another so. thing, too, I'll mention is I was very glad to see him get off of Tatooine. Finally. Yeah. You know, for for if there's a, a bright, shiny center of the galaxy, Tatooine is the furthest point from it. Right. You know, we to, sure spend a lot of time there. To paraphrase yeah. Luke from A New Hope, uh-huh. Tatooine's in every Star Wars movie. Yeah. Practically. So hopefully if they do a season two, it'll be another one that takes place somewhere else. And I think I think Andor is going to... Andor um, looks great. It does. I mean, and I that think, looks... Becky, Becky, who's kind of burnt out on all things Marvel and, and Star Wars said, wow, this one really looks good. So I want to see a, a planet in Star Wars that has more than one type of landscape. Yeah. Know? Yeah, none of them too. That's very true. You know, it's like a, a desert- nice planet, a desert planet. 
What yeah. about a planet that's got multiple? <laughs> that's got yeah. tundra and, and ice and uh, desert and lakes yeah. and swamps. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's very true. And you alluded to this with the voice change, but I, I did he, like even... He pointed at me when he said right, that. The, the Hayden Christensen thing, because I think we all agree that you know not the number one actor in Hollywood. And as... But when he was in the Vader, when when it was when the mask was cut, he was you amazing. Tell it was really him. Yeah, I do think that added to the tie-in. You know, the backstory just for and me to my, see it and hear it. My as well. nephews, as my nephew said, I mean that's the the prequels are the Star Wars of his childhood. Mm-hmm. So to see Anakin, you know, and that that whole scene back on the screen again even if it is the small screen that was just he said that was a very exciting thing for him Mm. you know so that whole that whole thing played out much more he said this would be this would be like seeing luke come back and i said yeah i saw that last (laughs) called the last jedi right didn't work out so well for me (laughs) so i'm glad you were okay well apparently when when they filmed that that shot that scene with hayden Uh like Everybody associated with the production showed up to yeah. see Hayden walk out on set as Vader because they had a stunt double. Yeah, for and, a lot. They yeah. had a, a fighting double. They had a walking double. Tell you, yeah. Pedro Pascal and Hayden Christensen made the most money with the least amount of work <laughs> yeah, no with their names <laughs> attached. Good. Good. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, well, I think that will do it for us. We'll wrap up Obi-Wan Kenobi. If we can get Jay to watch Severance, we'll talk about that in the future. But guys, stay cool. We'll see you later.